Hi, I'm Rail Bricker, and I'll be one of your hosts for the Business Excellence Podcast. Hi, and I'm Lindsay Adams. I'm the co-host. And together, we're going to be talking about what makes up business excellence. And we believe that you can never be perfect. All you can be is excellent. And in our businesses and in our lives, we want to achieve excellence. And that's why this is the Business Excellence Podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Business Excellence Podcast. My name is Rail Bricker. And as usual, with me is my co-host from Brisbane, Australia, Lindsay Adams. Hello and welcome. And ladies and gentlemen, today we have Chris Davidson coming to us from all the way from the UK. Uh, Chris is a professional IT engineer and he's been in the industry 40 years. And he was telling me recently that he got involved in the industry before the personal computer was even invented. And he's only 27. I, I don't know how that works, but let's leave it there. Um, you've certainly seen a lot of changes in the industry, Chris. And uh, today you consult with consultants, coaches, authors, trainers, and speakers. And you um, create or uh, release a worldwide speaker's digital footprint survey every year. So, Chris, welcome. And, and tell us about this survey Lindsay, Rail, thank you very much for having me on your show. The, uh, the Worldwide Speakers Digital Footprint Survey, yeah, where did that come from? Back in uh, 2017, well, in fact, 2017 was the first time I ran the survey, but prior to that, for many years, I'd been involved with uh, speakers, consultants, authors, trainers internationally, and I'd noticed over a number of years that they were struggling with their websites. And I thought, okay, um, is it just the people that I'm bumping into that are struggling with their websites, or is this a wider phenomenon? So I, in 2017, I, I started the survey, and I've been running it annually since, expanding it. And we've just started the data collection for next year's survey, and that's going to be the biggest we've ever done. That's going to survey about 5,000 websites worldwide. Wow. And um, the results are consistent across the years, really. And uh, it is true to say that um, many people are struggling with their websites. And I think that that is probably also true across uh, the SME world, really, the small, medium-sized enterprises. So, Chris, what do you, when you say they're struggling, is that they're investing money in their sites and not seeing a return on investment? Or, or is it a, a much broader question of why are they struggling? Great question. Great question. Beautiful. I think the, it falls into two categories, if I could put it that way, Rail. I think, I think with, they're struggling with the thinking in terms of approach and they're struggling with the technology. So um, Lindsay said in his introduction that I was a mere 27 years old, but I started in IT before the personal computer was invented. And that's true. And when the IBM PC came in, suddenly computing got cheap, it got quick, it got easy, PCs appeared on everybody's desk, and hey-ho, the world was going to be a great, easy place to live in. And that was true for a while. That was true. Then along came the internet. Then along came Steve Jobs, who turned the world upside down, back to front and inside out when he announced the iPhone, and then he did it again with the iPad a couple of years later. And suddenly 
inventing all of this stuff that you had to do online and make it work across any platform ridiculously easy for any end user starts becoming complicated again. So my point is in the 40 years I've been in IT, IT is now as complicated as it was when I started. And everybody thinks that, oh, technology is easy. It isn't. Technology is now becoming harder and harder and harder. And that rail is where I think people are struggling. They're investing their money and they're not seeing the results. You're absolutely right. So, Chris, this survey that you've done, uh, you, it's, it's really in-depth and I know there's a lot that you've covered, but could you share with our listeners three key findings? What are, what are three things that they need to know that could actually make their business work better? Great question. Let's knock them off. So we need to do better technology. There are a few things that we can just box off really easily because once you've got them done, they're done and you don't need to go back and do them every week. So if there are any of you, any people out there listening in who do not have a secure website, do not have HTTPS in front of their name of their domain, that's the first thing they've got to fix. Google will actively discriminate against you. So that's the first thing. And by the way, that affects about half the websites I love. Half? half? You're kidding me. 47% versus whatever. You know, roughly half the people Whoa. out there. Chris, I mean, is, that, is that only important if you've got an e-commerce site that people great. want? Security. Love that question, Rails. So, thank you so much for asking it. I mean, that's a br- brilliant bit of scripting for, by you. Uh, you know, tossing it over the wall to me because because that that point, I I, I still hear people say that. Um, they say it in in a way that oh, but of course that's only important if I'm selling things to people. No, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. You know, we know, don't we? That that pretty much uh, you can't get round a week in the newspapers nowadays before some big uh, IT company is dragged in front of some parliamentary committee and beaten up about how dangerous the internet is. And, you know, we want the internet to be a safe place for our families and our children and all the rest of it, all of which isn't completely fair. And so those big internet providers are turning around to people like us and saying, okay, well, this is what you voted for. This is what the politicians, your leaders are telling us you want. So this is how it's going to be. So everybody's going to be HTTPS or forget it. Okay, and, Google, okay. and Google told us that in January 2014. 2014. And right. still 47%. And still half of us have not got the message. Wow. So that's that's the first thing we got to box off. Next thing we got to box off is mobile is really 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 important. So you got to deliver a good mobile experience. Uh, three quarters of three quarters of us are managing to do that. A quarter of us are still struggling there. So you need to be secure. You need to be really good at mobile, and uh, you, your site needs to load quickly. So there's a whole load of changes that Google are, are making uh, n- middle of next year. We won't go into them in detail, but they are basically telling us very clearly load speed is a, is a ranking factor. It'll be a mid-ranking factor. It won't be huge, but it'll, it'll be, still be a mid-ranking factor. You can't afford to ignore it. So you need to be secure. You need to be good on mobile. You need to load fast. Those so, are the technical things. So, Chris, can I jump in and ask a silly question? What's, what's fast or what's medium? Like, what, what's the speed? Give me a, an idea here. Is it, is it seconds? Is it milliseconds? 
I, uh, okay, so so there, the the answer to that is that there, Google measures a few different things. So they measure speed once you've got the page loaded. They measure the loading of the the uh, the page, and what they are looking for is what they are calling the first contentful paint. So we know that a a, a page doesn't load all in one; it loads in bits. Um, and they, they want they want the bit the most significant bit of the page loaded in um, off the top of my head I can't remember but you know it it's you need to be there in um, you know seconds you know it needs to be quite okay. quick okay so what yeah. what Chris then is from from a, a listeners and obviously our listeners are broad based business people. Um, and not specifically, you know, the, the people responding to your survey being consultants, coaches, authors, trainers, and speakers. But in a general sense, you know, what is determining that speed? Is it, is it you know, hosting at, at large providers like Amazon Web Services or someone like that? Or, you know, what is going to determine as we move forward the, the, the speed of your site? You know, how much of that is dependent on the actual hosting platform or the the background, background software that you're using and how much of it is going to be pure server data-driven? A very little of it's going to be server um, because, the, you know, the, 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 the server providers, the internet uh, service providers are, are so, so swift and so quick nowadays that so that's not really problematic for us. Um, some of it is going to be uh, design-driven. Almost always it's design-driven uh, and almost always it comes down to uh, image. Right, and the issue is that that um, people are trying to load images that are too big. So okay. there, there's a general, you know, if we go back to me starting in IT before the personal computer was invented, you know, when I started in IT, you couldn't put an image on a screen; you could only put green characters onto a black screen. Yeah. Now, then when image processing came along and we could put images onto screens, the, the images had to be very small images. But now that the web has become so much easier to use and the bandwidth has got greater, people are putting great big images onto the web, which actually aren't needed at all. They're just not needed at all. So most websites, the images are not um, optimized to load the site quickly. And I would go further than that by saying, particularly for speakers um, and authors true, authors too, you know, authors will try and load a book cover onto a site. Great. But the image, it's only going to be, it's only going to the web. It needs to just be a small image. It doesn't need to be megabytes of a book cover. Yeah. You know? And yeah. speakers, speakers don't need, I tell you now, you don't need a video in the header of your website. It's not going to get you any more bookings. And whatever you do, don't put the video in the header of your mobile website. The mobile site will never load. So, so Chris, get I, real, get real people. That's my On my website, I mean, I, I use all my video is hosted on YouTube. And yep. with an embedded YouTube player. Is that a better way of going because it will speed up the loading of the site? 
Well, it is true to say that YouTube, YouTube is owned by Google, uh, and so you'd expect them to do a good job, uh, and they do. And YouTube uh, will, YouTube will play. Uh, is, YouTube is sensitive to the device that it's playing on, so it'll download the the video, the right uh, images, and all the rest of it. So that that's a way to go. But um, still, I, I would, I wouldn't put a video anywhere near the header of a website. Okay. All right. So point, point number three. Uh, point number three. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, is, the, is, is content, right? So point number three is content, where we need to have lots of content uh, more regularly. So um, we did a, an analysis of, of blogs. Blogs are a great way to get content onto your website. And the analysis of blogs that we looked at across all of these websites is that broadly speaking, you know, 50% of people have a, a blog and 50% of people don't. Um, the 50% of people that have blogs, two thirds of them are updating them regularly uh, and a third of them aren't. Uh, um, so I'm sorry, the other way around, a third of them updating it regularly, two thirds aren't. And so the, you know, there is a big opportunity there. So if you can, be publishing um you need to be publishing a thousand words a week really if you can do two thousand words a week that's even better but a thousand words a week uh, really on your target market speaking to the people who really are your target clients that allows you to demonstrate expertise authority and trust and that's how google ranks all of our input now if you're a consultant if you're a coach if you're an author if you're a trainer you want to be understood in your marketplace for your expertise authority and trust eat that's how google ranks our input that's how they they look at us they rate us on expertise authority and trust uh, trust would be uh, testimonials, um, social proof and the like. Expertise and authority come through your publications. Expertise comes through what you publish on your blog. Authority comes through uh, qualifications that you have and the like. So expertise, authority and trust. Blogging is a great way to go. So do, so, blogs, so do blogs from a Google, because Google drives the world at this point, from the Google Analytics or algorithm, so blogs are regarded, if you're publishing blogs off your website, um, are regarded as new content or fresh content, which keeps the Google bots coming back to your site. Every blog post is a new page on your website. Absolutely correct, Rail. Every blog post is a new page on your website. So Google likes to see consistency. Google is an animal that likes a consistent diet. So what about a connection with social media? Uh, Chris, how important is that from your website? You know, um, your links well, back to yeah, know. that's really that's really interesting. Now, you know, it, so if I'm Mark Zuckerberg, I'm going to tell you that social media is phenomenally important. Of course, I'm going to do that. Um, is it? Hmm. I think you have to be where your audience is. That's the point. Now, I know a, a client of mine who has a phenomenal, unbelievable following on Facebook, uh, just organically. She d doesn't spend a penny uh, on any advertising, but organically she has a huge following on Facebook. So if she writes a blog, which she does on her 
on her website. If she writes a blog on her website, then what she does is just posts that blog onto Facebook and people go crazy about it. So I think you have to be where your audience is. That's what I would say. And if your audience is on a particular social medium, go find them there. But I wouldn't get too worried about it if they're not. Do you see the point I'm making? Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. So you got to hang out where your client's hanging out and, uh, and be with them and they can be with you. Absolutely. So, so Chris, Absolutely. you know, we, we, we're going to move to wrap up our conversation and so much good information. If, if our listeners want to get a copy of your survey, how do they do that? Because I know I've, I've read the survey and I know there's just oodles more information jammed in there. So where can they get a copy? Okay, so the, the survey is published by uh, Speaker Business Builder. So that's speakerbusinessbuilder.com. Um, and it's on the research page on the website. So speakerbusinessbuilder.com slash research is where the, uh, is where the, 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 you okay. find the uh, survey. Okay. And then if our listeners wanted to contact you and uh, connect with you to seek your advice or, or connect in some way, how would they find you? Uh, you'll find me at Active Presence. Presence as in being there. So Chris at activepresence.com. Okay. Well, thanks, Chris. Um, it's been a very enlightening chat, and I'm going to pass back to Rail to close off our conversation. Thank you, Chris, for being part of the Business Excellence Podcast. Thank you to my co-host, Lindsay Adams, and thank you to our listeners for being here to hear this edition of the Business Excellence Podcast. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Business Excellence Podcast. 